Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans, this is episode 11, podcast and more. We have a few items to cover in today's show. Leagues are making coaching appointments, and it has an impact on the XFL staffs from 2020. There are also other esteemed podcasts who have recently discussed alternative professional football. I will be addressing and sharing those discussions with you. Later, Brian Roth will be joining me to discuss those podcasts. So let's get to it. The Carolina Panthers have signed P.J. Walker to a one-year contract extension. Locking Walker up through the end of the 2022 National Football League season. This essentially removes any chance of Walker returning to the XFL in 2023. It is unlikely that the Carolina Panthers will be a playoff team, but if they do secure a berth, it would extend their season to either mid or late January of 2023. This leaves no time to negotiate a potential contract with the XFL and no time to join a team in preparation before kicking off on February 18th. In other news, although the XFL has not announced the hiring of head coaches, we are beginning to get a picture of what 2023 will look like. As the other leagues, such as the National Football League and the USFL, are making announcements of head coaches, it is clear the XFL coaching staffs will look different. Recently, the USFL announced four head coach appointments. Among them were two, who were involved in XFL 2.0, Bart Andras, the former Team 9 head coach, and Mike Riley, the former Seattle Dragons offensive coordinator. Also looking at the National Football League, it has been reported the Carolina Panthers are expected to meet with former D.C. Defenders head coach Pep Hamilton for their offensive coordinator vacancy. Typically, coordinator positions in the National Football League significantly outpay that of head coaching slash general manager roles in the XFL. So it is highly unlikely that we will see Pep Hamilton return to the XFL in 2023. This past week, there have been two mainstream podcasts with some interesting information. First, the Full Send podcast, hosted by Bob Menry, had Antonio Brown as a guest. Although their discussion never involved the XFL, it is still worth bringing up. They discussed a few alternative football options and I believe it provides some insight for XFL executives. Here is a clip that mentioned the topic. You know, they want to know where I would come in and about business. Yeah. Bro, how's business? I love it. (laughs) Boom. Hey, by the way, too. Boom. By the way, there's a a bigger bag potentially down the road. If uh, we got, I got a a football league, arena football league, the FCFL. You ever thinking of maybe coming and coaching a game? We don't even need you to play. See, now, I'm glad you bring that up because that was a funny-ass topic before I got here. One of my old coaches named Todd Haley. He f***ing coach for, let me say, it's a team in Tampa. Look what he said. Can you zoom in on this? Because look, you're probably thinking I'm making this shit up. Sometimes when you connect it to higher power, people say shit that you actually got going through. Can you read that message from this dickhead? Just took USFL head job. Pull up, starts in March, Tampa. I need you to come see, play, win a championship. I love you. Is that the f*** out of here? No, no, f- out of here. What did they say on New York? He put 10 laughing. Out of here. 
mean? Bro, listen, I'm Antonio Brown, bro. I play football. No, I'm at not the talking high, about no, listen. playing football, AB. I need you to like. You just there. asked me for a sorry ass club to play no, with. No, no, I don't need you to play. I need you to just come in and coach a game. You're defending AB, bro. Teach these younger kids how to play football for a game. Head coach, bro. Huh? You want me to be a head coach? For one game, for a big bag. All you gotta do is come in for. He's talking my language. There you oh go. My God. Exactly. <laughs> AB, kind of see my little shades? I got the red. AB, what I'm talking Your about is you, play- you ain't playing football. What you're doing is this you're mentoring these young. Football players and Bob, I love the way you're talking. I would love to come help out your squad if it's for inspiration. There motivation. it is. There is no need to play football. No, I'm but I talk- thought you was going in the direction of Ty Haley. Mind, what do you think this is? A game? No, I'm That's telling. What I was telling him. I know, Bob. I like the way you're talking. Thank you. I know what up. I'm doing, AB. This I'm is reason- si- hey, Rich, we sending Bob some fashion over pants. Thank- catch up. Thank you. Everybody. Catch up on his pants. Oh man, I need it. So we'll talk about that later. It is perfectly clear Antonio Brown has no interest in playing for any team that is not in the National Football League. He views himself as an elite player and finds any team from any other league beneath him. Anyone who does not get the same outcome from his statement obviously did not listen. Second, the Go Long podcast, co-hosted by XFL Senior Director of Football Operations Jim Manos, discussed an array of football topics. Among them were various XFL topics. I will break up their discussion into three segments, and I will provide my thoughts after each of them. Here is the first segment. Should we get, speaking of the XFL, should we reach out to Antonio Brown as our first big, you know what? I brought it up today. To I the, like it. The people that be. Should the XFL, under the guidance of Mark, Doug Whaley, Mark, Mark Ross, Ross Doug Whaley, Jim Ross, Ross Brandon, Ross Jim Brandon bring in Antonio Brown as the face of the league? You guys have to be the, I know, I was like, maybe not the well, face. He, but he would be, though. I mean, if you if You, you think T.O. would come out in retirement? Oh, in a heartbeat. This could be the new XFL. T.O., A.B. Maybe E.J. Manuel, quarterback. E.J. throw. I'd watch. I would watch. Everybody would watch that. That's the answer I actually needed to hear. Yes. Yes. Please do this right now. It would be entertaining as hell. What's funny is, would you take E.J. for an NFL game? This week, would you would you could you live with EJ Antonio Brown and To better than who's who's trotting out um, from well, yeah from so I would take EJ from yes right or Glennon Kenny Galladay who's seventy two million I don't know man. who they have playing right now he might be hurt Antonio Brown and To have to be both better than anybody the Giants are putting out there on injuries maybe I don't know if Sterling Shepard is out I, they've had so many injuries and we might we might stumble on something anyway, I like it well, anyway. it all if when it happens everybody listening can be like you know what I knew that was happening because I listened to the go long podcast it talking this about where, this is where the idea was hatched but get Russ to listen. Well, he will. Okay. I'll tell him at 3.30 today on a call. But I will address this segment further later in the show with Brian Roth. But I must say, why is Jim Manos talking about Antonio Brown? Brown is clearly not interested in playing outside of the National Football League. Regardless of whether Manos is joking or being serious, it seems like a complete waste of time. 
I hope XFL executives are focused on more realistic options and are making headway towards the February 18th kickoff in 2023. Now I will share with you the second segment. So My Tony, goodness. So anyway, yeah. you want Antonio Brown to, to be in the XFL? Oh, well, it's something that crossed my mind today. Who would be like? Who would be the player that you absolutely well covet? That's the issue. The that's the issue with all these leagues. Whenever they start up, is 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 there ever a guy that really is going to is a player going to make these leagues, or is it the product and the coaches? Yeah, you know, to me, I think it's more about the coaches. Get some really like coaches you want to see mic'd up and behind the scenes with. That's where I think these leagues have a chance to make. That's how I God. want the XFL. I mean, you're probably getting access. inundated with ideas from people, aren't you? Um, like it's, we're ready to be. I told you we're going to be aggressive and all open. We want all access. We want fans to it. see daily meetings, practice. Oh, yeah. Coaches have to be. We want coaches who are ready to be on mic all the time. Like a real hard knocks, but not the fake not the fake hard knocks, right? Like the not real sanitized. No, like the real stuff. Like that's amazing. That that's the only way. Like that's to me how these leagues make it. I, you know, I just I don't think there's one player that's going to make the XFL. It's the, the you're right. I think there's a there's absolutely a lane for exclusivity and mm-hmm. access, and here's the real it's, sport of football, and people love. Real football. They want the violence. They want the hitting. How they much? Want, they want to. They want the blood, the sweat, the guts. They want it all. How much would you love to watch a um, Friday meeting with the the coordinator and the quarterback? A, 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 a rundown of the first fifteen plays. How much would you like to see how that goes down? How they set up the first fifteen plays? And hey, do you like this play? What don't you like about it? Do you like this one if we go on this? Hey, it's second and seven. I'm looking at this. Do you yeah. like that? That's it, It's really cool, but people don't get to see it. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. I think that'd be fun to see other than just the – we've seen all the other stuff. Let's see some of the game planning. Well, you, you don't want the three keys to the game, Jim? Limit turnovers. I was just oh, – you got me on the no turnovers. <laughs> I was thinking um, pressure. Pressure, pressure quarterback pressure. is a good one. And I would say wait, there are wait, so it's establish the run. Establish run. Establish the run. Establish the run. See, end it there. Done. That's it. That's all I want on the X. And that's every college bowl game when you see keys to victory today. Establish run, turnovers. <laughs> Playoff football. Establish run. <laughs> In all seriousness. So yeah. I mean you're on to something right now. But we gotta be different. We XFL, I'm saying we gotta be different to make this thing fun to watch. Like take so you're not. It's not like you guys are in cahoots with the NFL. We're not going to be in cahoots with the NFL. I don't. Which mistake. is which is good. Um, Keep that independence. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, but we we would like to incorporate, if we can, with the NFL. Some, if they want us to try to use new technology or try different rules or. Well, if the NFL was smart, they would they would look at you guys not as a threat but as a. I, here, Manos is providing a glimpse of what Danny Garcia and Jerry Cardinal were alluding to during the Sportico Summit. This is how the XFL is planning on keeping fans engaged between the games. I wholeheartedly believe focusing on quality coaches who focus on player development is the way to go. Providing real access to coaches, players, practices, and meetings would be a die-hard football fan's wet dream. Imagine a hard knocks type of show but without the entitled prima donnas. 
Instead, it would have hungry players trying to prove themselves and achieve their dream of playing in the National Football League. And lastly, here is the Go Long Podcast third segment. I know, I don't want to get you into trouble. No, there's just, no trouble yet. We really don't have a lot yet. I just think that there's an opportunity. Like where, we are ground, when I tell you we're at ground level, we're at ground level. I mean, we are. You, you think about like any other business, even even basketball, you can go to college for a year and go pro. You can get really good football players really young that want to support their families with their skill and that don't have the ability to do that. They've got to wait a year, two, three years before they can do Would it. Would you tune in to see a five-star receiver that didn't go to college, that's getting his education totally. in the XFL and making totally. money for his family? Totally. Would you? Does that bother you? Like, say he's a say. There's this a great receiver. Let's just go with Louisiana because LSU puts out how many receivers every year. Say there's a five-star receiver out at LSU, but he's like, you know what? I need the money. I can get. Yeah. I can get credit. I can get some education in the XFL. I can earn credits, make money, and play football. I would. How could you? You couldn't get mad at the guy. No, people would get that, and I think. I don't know if we're. I like. I said. I'd love to be aggressive. And that's and try. back to your point, though. And having good coaches. And well, in a, a good, you want them to have that, that, would that be coaching still. Guys, that can develop those develop skills. Them, right. Yeah. This sounds somewhat familiar to what the USFL is doing. I find the idea interesting, and it is something that I believe is important. After all, in 2020, Kenny Robinson left West Virginia before he was eligible to enter in the National Football League's draft and played for the St. Louis Battlehawks. If the XFL decide to pursue five-star high school graduates or underclass collegiate players who are seeking to get paid, this perk would help ease family members' concerns. Ultimately, players would have the best of both worlds. I acknowledge the new NIL rule for college athletes, but it is unclear how many players are taking advantage of the rule. By turning professional, players can earn a salary while cashing in on other forms of income and now potentially still have their education paid for. To discuss these mainstream podcast developments further, I am joined by Let's Talk XFL contributor Brian Roth. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me back, Mike. It's always a pleasure. I want to address the elephant that every alternative professional football league is dabbling with, Antonio Brown. On a recent episode of Bob Menry's Full Sin podcast, Antonio Brown was the guest. During the interview, A.B. shared a text that he received from the USFL's Tampa Bay Bandits head coach, Todd Haley. According to A.B., Haley had reached out and offered him an opportunity to join the resurrected team in league. By no surprise, Antonio Brown has explicitly turned down the opportunity. Then Bob Menry straight up offered A.B. an opportunity to coach with fan-controlled football. A.B. surprisingly is interested in doing so. I share this because an XFL executive also has a podcast. XFL Senior Director of Football Operations, Jim Manos. On a recent episode of his Go Long podcast, Manos mentioned the opportunity of bringing Antonio Brown to the league. Manos doubles down, saying that he'll bring it to Mark Ross and Doug Wally's attention. So let's address the topic so we can move on to our discussion. What are your thoughts on a potential relationship between Antonio Brown and the XFL? I'll keep this brief, Mike. 
I don't think that'll be a good idea. What the benefits of having Antonio Brown come to say the XFL, the USFL, or any sort of league would obviously be that you sort of get more the attention of casual football fans that might want to take a look now because they're always looking what's going to happen next with somebody like Antonio Brown. What's going to happen next? What crazy thing he's going to do next? And if I'm thinking as an XFL executive, I think all the headaches and all the drama that surrounds Antonio Brown, I would not want that close to my league, especially if I'm trying to make it a legitimate destination spot for potential players. I would avoid that headache for this new league. Personally, I do not see it happening. AB explicitly stated, no effing way. Why would the XFL believe they are any different than the USFL in Antonio's mind? If for some reason it does happen, I will be the first person to say I was wrong. I also need to get your input on Manos mentioning Terrell Owens, EJ Emanuel, and Nathan Peterman. What came to mind when you heard those names mentioned? I think really it was just throwing out random names, to be honest with you. I don't see Terrell Owens coming back, obviously. He's been out of the game for quite some time. The same thing with EJ Manuel, who is now, I believe, an analyst at the ACC Network. So I think he's probably got a cushy job. Do you think he wants to come back out of retirement and take some more hits? Be my guest. Nate Pierman, that would be just a little foreshadowing. That would be the type of player that I think would be a target sort of player for the XFL. At least he's still in the league technically with the Raiders. But with the other two, they've been out for a little while. I would not touch him. I legitimately believe Manos is joking. Yep. And not imagine he is seriously interested in bringing T.O. out of retirement and to play at the age of 49 when the XFL kicks off in 2023. If he is serious about it, I would have to question his appointment to the role of Senior Director of Football Operations. Emmanuel is out of my consideration, and Peterman is an eh for me. I'm not interested, but of the four names mentioned, I would have to say Peterman would have to be the most likely. He is currently, as you have mentioned, on the Las Vegas Raiders practice squad. Like you said, that would be the caliber of player the XFL would be looking at. So with these podcasts, you heard from Antonio and now with Manos, is there anything that kind of just comes to mind that you just kind of want to touch base on with the XFL? Nothing really comes to mind. I mean, it would be nice to at least get an understanding from the XFL themselves about what they want to do for player recruitment a little more formally. Yeah, because I think the Manos one that I know you sent me, it sounded like he was just chatting up with Tyler Dunn at Hamburg Brewing Company with some beers and just sort of casually just drops some names. You know, he just wants to have fun and just joke around a little bit. He also mentioned some things here and there about the XFL that were interesting. It's just one of those things where it's like just some clarity of what exactly the XFL is looking for for talent, what they value most in terms of who they want to join their league. An interesting piece that Manos did mention, and I don't know if it's something that has been determined by the league yet, but it sounds like at least it's under consideration. When Manos had mentioned to Tyler, what if 
we had a program to pay for people to finish their education. It sounds like in a way that they're going to maybe target some players that are ready to come out early. I know that Manos also was talking about there's going to be people that want to get paid and they're going to want to provide for their families. Well, there's the NIL with college. So I don't know exactly how you're competing, but to some extent, not all players are really making money off that. It's really higher end players, transfer portal players that are really going to get swayed to another school. And even if that's the case, like Charlie Batch was trying to get Williams to come to Eastern Michigan, claiming that there was a million dollars guaranteed that if he made the transfer, if that type of thing's happening, the XFL is not going to touch it. But it would be interesting because there are players that are looking for money. And if there's an opportunity to do it, I just don't know to what extent would they go after freshmen? They go after sophomores. Is it just juniors? I would be intrigued to see where that is headed. But that could be a story for another day as we get more details. Thought that was kind of an intriguing piece of his conversation. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to join me again. Thank you very much for having me on, Mike. It's always a pleasure. And I look forward to being on here again, hopefully fairly soon. No doubt. Well, until next time, cheers. Cheers. It is always a pleasure to discuss developments with Brian. If you would like to follow Brian, you can do so on Twitter at BrianRoth95. As always, all good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. But if you are interested in listening to either of those mainstream podcasts, you can do so by looking up Full Send Podcast and Go Long Podcast on your platform of choice and YouTube. If you have not already done so, I ask that you take a moment to find our show on social media and give us a like or follow, as well as subscribing and rating on your platform of choice. I am still considering putting together a swag bag for those listeners who rate the show. So don't be a stranger. Hit me up and let me know what items you'd like to see included. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.